Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, my name is Oscar. I'm an addict. My clean date is November 8th, 2021. I attend meetings in the Greater Hartford and Tungsis Valley area of Connecticut, and this is the spiritual principle of day for March 21st, surrendering our reservations. In ridding ourselves of all reservations, we surrender. Then and only then can we be helped to recover from the disease of addiction. Basic text, chapter four, step one. We reserve a place for relapse when we keep a mental list of reasons that might justify using. We can tell they're a problem because we we defend and protect them. Our reservations reveal our doubts. Can we stay clean through the death of someone close, a breakup, a job loss, or any major life change? As we watch other members walk through significant hardships and and stay clean, we think maybe we could do the same. Seeing others choose to use when faced with uh, with when faced with unfortunate circumstances makes us wonder if they had held on to their reservations. We want to continue to recover, so we do our best to root out and surrender our reservations. As we stay clean, we may find some reservations still lingering. The truth is that we can't predict what challenges will, will arise. We never know what's going to happen or how we'll feel about it. This is a program for living and challenges are bound to arise. Surrender is just as crucial with some clean time as when we were new. Eventually, we understand the value of surrendering our reservations to the best of our ability and then surrendering some more when new issues come to the surface. Ongoing surrender gives us the best shot at recovering from this disease. We come to a place where we understand that we know that no matter what experiences life may bring, none of them would improve if we were to use again. I will keep surrendering reservations as they crop up and use the tools of recovery to stay clean despite life's challenges. Thank you for letting me read. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is March 21st, Surrendering Our Reservations. We're here with Tony C. Welcome back, Tony. Thanks, Douglas. Good to be here. Thanks for asking me back. Yeah, you got it, bro. Could you tell us your clean date where you attend meetings and give your home group a shout out? Sure. Uh, My clean date is July 23rd, 2002. Uh, my home group is here and now, uh, in central Texas area, Austin, Texas. Awesome, man. What's your thoughts surrendering our reservations? You know, you know, it's a lot different now than it was when I first got clean. You know, when we first get here, you know, somebody asked you that question, what's your reservation? It's like, uh, well, if so-and-so died and, and I lost this person and that person, you know, and that's kind of, I think that's the go-to when we first get here, but you know, then then we like it says in the reading you know we defend and we protect them because mm. we don't want to let them go and that's kind of like it's almost like working on our defects right like protect some of my defects like when we're working on our defects we don't want to let them go 
Yeah. And, it's um, like our go-to coping mechanism sometimes. You know, it's that feel feel good that we like we like sitting in that pile of crap and it feels warm and smelly <laughs> right. and we go back there. And so that's exactly right. what it's right. like. And, and so it's we, always available to us too, man. That's what oh, they're that's right the, there. That's the kicker for that too. You know, they're it's right. Available. Absolutely. So, you know, and, and, and like it says in the reading, as we watch other members walk through stuff, you know, that was one of the things that got me when I first got here was I was it amazed me coming in to meet, and it still does when I go to meetings and I see people getting through stuff and it's like, how the heck are they getting through this clean? You know, how they, the uh, spouse, um, illnesses, death, cancer, you know, we've all seen this stuff, you know, the longer we stay. Right. And um, it just always amazed me and the people getting vulnerable was so important for me because I got to really hear what they were doing. Right. Mm. And, and how they were getting through it. And it's funny. I just came from uh, a friend of mine in the program just, just this morning, she's retiring and it's her birthday. And, um, and I saw somebody there I haven't seen in a while. He said, you know, my wife died five years ago. And he goes, you know, when your wife died five years ago, I watched every move you made. And I wanted to see how you got through that clean. And I listened to mm. every word you said. And I said, that goes right along with this, right? And because, you know, I was a caregiver for a long time. And I've, I and, and I shared and I heard other people getting through being a caregiver. You know, it's like, how can I get through this? You know, it's it's gut wrenching anybody that's been through it. You know, but this is why we walk through the steps, right? Because we continue to peel that onion and we find more of these reservations or defects that's going to maybe like hold it right back here for a little while. Maybe I'm not thinking about it right now, but it's something mm-hmm. if I don't address it, you know, then I then it might pop up later if something happens that I don't expect, you know. Well, a couple, Tony, let me dig in on that, man. A couple of thoughts that come to mind and, and really, um, thank you for your transparency and and being able to talk about, you know, that very horrible season that you're talking about, you know, losing a spouse, being a caregiver and then losing a spouse. And, and, and then there's beauty that comes from that. Whereas like another addict comes to you and says, Hey man, like how, you know, I'm watching you, like you're helping, you're helping me get a day clean. And I've had that experience with, with my son's, uh, with their mother, you know, she had relapsed. We were both clean about nine years and she went on a run for a really long time. She's doing well now. And, uh, you know, and we divorced and all that stuff. And, and bro, I was, I, my life, it, it was me and my two babies. They, they, they were, you know, young, one was still in diapers, you know, during that time. And so I was hitting one meeting a week and I, I would pay to get a sitter to come over so I could go to one, you know, in-person meeting a week. And, and, uh, and I was kicking all my shit out there, man. I was like crazy. You know, I was just like every, every feeling, every emotion in the world, you know, it's kind of like how I felt and I was just crazy. But the cool thing about that is, you know, the HP put people in my life since then, dude, like there were people, people who, who, who go through that, you know, has a spouse who relapsed or divorced or, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And they'll hit me up and say, Hey man, you know, what was that like for you? And I'm able to share that. It's it, it. Have you have you had that experience? Like, have people reached out to you losing the spouse and said, "Hey, man, you know, can you walk me through this?" Absolutely. I mean, um, absolutely. I've had. I got a, one of my sponsees lost his wife not too long ago, and he watched me walk through it. And we've we've hooked up and talked about stuff. He's been hitting me up for suggestions and things to do. And uh, another friend of mine lost a fiance recently. Yeah. She was devastated and she didn't know how to handle that. And, um, you know, I share my experience by going to grief counseling, right? We have a group called Grief Care and uh, it's like phenomenal. And I found it online because I was just walking around in a fog and 
And uh, my, you know, my HP got me through that, you know, led me right. to that, you know, because we talk about we do stuff in the rooms with steps and stuff like that. But, you know, there's outside help. I mean, we you do know. for sure. Absolutely, man. And then there was one of another addict that lost his wife, really good friend of mine that I've known a long time. His wife passed away and it just he started a grief counseling group for addicts on Zoom that's that, cool. he does, that he does twice a week. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Did, did, did you feel like using during that season, like when, when, as you became the caregiver and then, you know, during that season of grieving and, and, and all, did, was using something to where you were, you know, like was addiction hitting you with that? No, not with using. Yeah. Acting out in other ways was, you know, like going out and finding a prostitute or something like that. Right. I mean, that was like, that was my first go-to, Right. And then, um, but not using, I, you know, I was walking around in the fog. It was almost like, it, it was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I kept on going to meetings. I was going to a meeting in the morning. I was going to a meeting at night every day. I was just going to meetings. I, I was just, uh, that's the only thing I knew what to do was go to a meeting. It was like, a, it was like an automatic reflex thing. And I, and I never had a, I never thought about using. Uh, and that was a good part, you know, and I don't even know, even now I can't even tell you how that happened because, you know, I just, I, it was just like, I used that. They used the fellowship in order to get me through that. I used that part, you know. Uh, and, and a couple of years later, I I almost relapsed. With nineteen year, with nineteen before my two weeks before my nineteenth year, I was in Florida, and and something clicked. I was driving down Fort Lauderdale Boulevard with my brother and my sister for a cousin reunion. I see the beautiful beach on the right. All these bars open on the left hand side, and all these beautiful women in there. And thinking, oh man, maybe I can go in there and pick up a woman, but not I don't have to drink, right? Mm. And I almost that night was crazy. And, and I drove myself nuts thinking, how can I change the way I feel? Because I was never th th this is one of those reservations that was buried in my head that I forgot about. I've never been in a healthy relationship. All my relationships have been based on, you know, going to a bar or meeting a woman at a party. Okay. That's what that was my confidence. I never knew how to meet a woman, but my disease which my, my friend Alan likes to talk about. It's, it doesn't come in our face. It slips under the door, you know? Oh, wow. You can't really go meet a woman until you're, you know, you feel different, you know, oh, right and um, scared the heck out of me. I mean, really it took me, I was in that hotel room for four hours, just go driving myself crazy. And I couldn't pick up the phone. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't pick up the phone, but what I kept, what kept me in that room that night was hearing everybody's by going to all these meetings all these years. I heard everybody's voices. I saw everybody's faces. It's like nothing you think is going to happen is really going to happen, you know. And um, and then the the biggest fear for me was losing losing contact with my higher power. That was my Amen. biggest fear. That kept me in the room that night. And so the next morning, I I went to a meeting immediately. I went at noon right there in Plantation, Florida, uh, and um, and I shared, man, I felt like a newcomer. I felt so raw. And I've been working on the steps now. I'm on step eight again. I'm working through the steps now again on that subject because I needed to face that. The fact that, that that's a, we know it's a lie, you know, God will put somebody in my life when he's ready. Yeah. You and know, you're enough just being now. you. Like, you know, and, and that's hard. That's hard for us to grab onto, bro. Like, uh, you mean I'm like me, like just me. Nothing else. Like I don't have to pay your, you know, your fucking cell phone bill. I don't have to do this. Like you want me, <laughs> bro? It's hard, man. It's it's like it's hard to accept that fact, man. You know, and and, and dude, I and I I really appreciate your honesty about that because, like, you know, prostitution is is definitely, um, you know, a 
a part of my a part of my story, man. You know, of like you know my go to, um, like food, sex, and money. You know, I'm very clear about that, man. It's like it's food, sex, or money, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to one of those, mm-hmm. maybe two or three. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending on depending on what it is. And and here's the thing, man. When anytime that I that I pursue those to like to get that spiritual connection, I'm never fucking satisfied, man. Mm-hmm. Never. But if I'm working on the spiritual connection, then in right proportion, I can enjoy food, sex, and money. And I've had that experience, man. And you know, in 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 here, I want to I want to end our episode with asking you about the italics at the bottom. You know, like as things crop up, like what do we do? And I don't know if I technically agree with like new reservations crop up, but I think like maybe instead of li- listening as kind of like a reservation, it's it's almost like you know when 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 things that I can justify doing. Uh, doing some crazy behavior crop up, like, how do I, how do I kind of temper that? And so I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to ask you, like, do you have, do you, do you have like the, a plan of action for when, you know, you're like, okay, if this situation happens, I'm locking myself in the hotel room and I'm getting a couple of prostitutes and, and and that's how I'm not going to feel for the next 12 hours. Like what, what tempers that man? Like what, what combats that action item? Uh, gratitude list. You know, I, I pick up the pen and I start writing a gratitude list. Hmm. And that, that that's that's what's taught to me. You know, like, what are you grateful for today? What What's, you know, where's this thought coming from? Is it really necessary? You know, um, if I'm here, you know, being a service, you know, I go to a meeting, I try to be a service, I call a sponsee, you know, I, uh, I go do something like that. I mean, I try to distract myself from that. Out of self, out of self in the others. Out of self. I, I get out of that spot because it, even sitting around the house, I'm by myself, right? You know, right. I'm waiting for that woman to walk through the door one day, right? And so yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. should I watch porn on the computer or right. Right. should I go out and do something else? And so, you know, I'll either maybe I'll pick up my guitar and start playing. Maybe it'll be that. Maybe it'll be. Hey, man, I know, appreciate take, you so much. I really appreciate you so much, man, because these are like actual conversations that I have in my mind too, man. It's like, right? It's a fucking, it's a battle. It's an argument. It's it's, yeah, mind. exactly. Walk, go do something healthy. <laughs> but I want to masturbate for three hours. I got three hours, nothing right. to do. Oh. Like, what the fuck? All I need is five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know, you, you know, an awakening of my spirit that happened with, around reservations that's happened in this most like recent season of my life. I've really come to the point of saying, if, if I do make the conscious decision to, to pick up one, then I will trade everything that I have for another one. And, you know, that realization right there, man, is like um, a day to time and I'm still going to protect my clean day with my life. Yeah. That's the way to go, man. That's what we got. That's all we got is what, all they have is today. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.